1: Marty Carpenter sitting in today for Boyd Matheson. Thanks for being with us today for Inside Sources. We've talked to uh, two different university presidents over the last hour and a half about some interesting things going on in each of their respective campuses. And our universities are world-class here in the state. And they uh, provide so much of an opportunity for students who want to go pursue that particular form of post-secondary education. It's interesting because there's been this trend where we understand that college is incredibly beneficial for students, but we also recognize that other students may have a a different path post-secondary education-wise to the workforce. And I wanted to talk today a little bit about career technical education because it's something our state has actually been at the forefront of for a long time and really figured out that there are skills that we can help students learn in junior high and high school that they can build on as they either go into uh, colleges and universities, or as they go into trade schools, or as they take any other path that they might into the workforce. Uh, Kelly Openshaw is our guest. She is the regional director for Utah at a company called U-Science, based in Utah County and American Fork, and they are the provider working with our state for the last decade and a half plus now uh, on career and technical education. So Kelly, thanks for taking some time to be with us. Absolutely. All right, Kelly, let's talk about technical education. Um, I think when you say that, people who have some idea of what CTE is, they might think wood shop, they might think home ec, they might think auto shop, something along those lines. But CTE really is a, a much broader spectrum of, of courses. So give, me an, give our audience and give me an idea of, of what that would include, what types of CTE courses we're talking about.
2: Sure, absolutely. You know, Utah has such a fantastic CTE program and it ranges anywhere from accounting to interior design to welding to culinary arts. I mean, it really covers the gamut. If you think back to your school years, those are the fun classes that you took. But the thing that's important about them is they also lead towards those skills that can help you translate that into a career as well. And the exciting thing is for our workforce, we're preparing those students with some of those basic fill, um, skills as they're moving towards becoming those employers of the future, employees of the
1: future. Mm-hmm. These classes, uh, they get certifications. They take a, a, an assessment at the end of the class to see if they've picked up these skills, and they, they essentially have credentials. But high school students, being high school students, didn't always know that they would have. Uh, what credentials they would had or what may not even have recognized that they took an exam to start to build up some kind of credentials. The state started something a, a couple of years back called student credential accounts. Help us understand what those are and why they're beneficial.
2: Yes, you made a perfect point. You know, so many times those students would finish either those electives or pathway classes They'd earn that certification, but like every teenager, they'd bring the piece of paper home and it would immediately go in the circular file. And so those students needed a place to digitally keep a record of those certifications that they'd earned. And so Youth Science has built out the student credential account where the students' certifications are all housed there. They can print them off. They can download them. The cool thing is on the back of those certifications, it actually there's a summary of the skills they learned in their class. So as they're preparing for college applications or for job applications, they can actually pull that information and translate those skills right into those applications and speak to the things that they learned when they were in high school.
1: For most of our students, when they go sit down with their high school counselor and heaven bless our high school counselors, because they do such an important amount of work and they have so many students to try to work with. But you know, I I can think back to when I was a student And you'd go sit down with a student counselor and they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? When I was in high school, you know, I think I still wanted to play for the jazz, but that was probably the moment when I realized (laughs) that wasn't going to happen. And so, you know, you think about, well, what what types of careers have I been exposed to when you're asking about what I'm interested in? That's one approach, but but the state through youth Science has worked on a different approach and, and started to implement this in schools across the state where you're looking at aptitudes. Why are aptitudes more valuable than interest in helping students determine their academic and career path?
2: I think this is what really differentiates youth science and the career guidance that we provide, the tool for counselors. Like you said, you know, oftentimes we've really relied on those interest surveys. And, Marty, you're not alone. You're not the only kid who wanted to be a jazz player or various different sport players. If you think about teenagers in your life, you know, the things they're interested in, they kind of fall into a small teenage bubble. It's very social. It's uh, music. It's sports. It's their friends. So when you're asking them about their interests and how they relate to careers, you're gonna see career outcomes that are lined up with those interests. Now the aptitude assessments that are provided through Youth Science, the students actually are given a series of exercises that measure things like numerical reasoning, spatial visualization, inductive reasoning, And it takes those natural talents that we all have, but sometimes we don't know we have them, and it tells the students, you've got talents in these different areas, and based on your unique talent set, you actually are a good fit for these different kinds of jobs. What I love about it in the career guidance is it's not just, hey, you're going to be great at being a doctor or a lawyer. It says, you know what, based on your talents and some of your interests, you would be great as a pediatrician or an ophthalmologist or a wind engineer. It's really expanding what students are thinking about. They're all of a sudden exposed to careers they may never have even heard of before, and now they're being told they have the talent set to be successful as they pursue those different careers.
1: Yeah. Kelly, how does that make a difference then? You know We're always talking about we don't have enough women who want to go into STEM careers. Uh, we don't have enough minorities who want to go into STEM careers. Is that an interest-aptitude breakdown, and, and how does this help address that?
2: Oh, I love that you asked that question. You know, we all know it's common knowledge that women tend not to be as interested in technical fields. And the really fascinating thing is when you see the aptitudes of men and women in technical fields, They're really the same. I mean, it levels the playing ground. But a lot of times these women have never known they had the talent for that. I'll give you a good example. There was a school up north here in Utah who just recently gave aptitude assessments to all of their students, and they wanted to send women to a STEM conference. So they actually went in and found their reporting results and found women who had a low interest in STEM but a high aptitude, and they invited each one of those women to go to that STEM conference, and every single one of them is going to go to that conference because they now know, I have the talent to be successful. I'm going to go to this conference and find out if it's something I'm interested in. And then it's fascinating because the same holds true as we look at racial diversity, urban and rural populations, it follows very similarly. These students are being exposed to talent sets they just didn't even know they had, and now they can explore these careers that align with their talents instead of sometimes with other ways of measuring career guidance. They kind of get into gender bias, social bias, those sorts of things. These assessments eliminate that and just focus on the unique student and what their talents are and how they relate to careers.
1: Makes such a big difference. We're talking about students who need to learn skills but also need to know how they're going to best be able to apply those skills to build a prosperous career. And, and making that alignment uh, a little bit more efficient makes such a big difference. Kelly, thanks so much for your time and your insight and, and the great work that you do uh, to help students across our state and those school counselors who need this kind of insight to help those students. Thanks so much.
2: You bet. Thanks, Marty.
1: All right, coming up, uh, Senator Kristen Sinema uh, may have ended up may have just ended President Joe Biden's chances of passing the voting rights legislation in the Senate. Uh, We'll discuss what she had to say about the filibuster when we come back on Inside Sources after the break.
2: A gun in the face. Then all of a
1: sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today.
2: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela.